welcome back to the dojo. We're officially back on the couch. Um, spent the weekend in Providence, but how was yours? Weekend was chill. I actually had the brutalest of beats I could possibly imagine, and it forced me to take a day off from betting on Sunday. So <laughs> this is rare. becoming a common theme. Every time we sit on this couch, Trent comes with another brutal beat, but let's, <laughs> let's hear this one. I was just in so much pain on Saturday. Um, I had a four-piece gobbler on prize picks. Mm. Got so surgical with it. Uh, was so confident. Shout out Michael Backshots, by the way. Oh, Dude hasn't missed his SOG line. In, in 2023, he's missed it twice. Yeah. It's March 4th. Or it's March 5th, which is absurd. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, so he's a walking green gobbler. But it was back shots. Back shots. Back shots. <laughs> it was uh, Joel Embiid over points. And he finished with 31 and I needed 32. Wow. Yeah. Everything else fucking hit. That's brutal. And he It's a he, shame someone didn't feed you a three teamer and a free prize fix this weekend. <laughs> I literally texted Trent, I think it was on Friday, a three team NBA parlay. It was three money lines. I think it was like three fifty. Yeah. And I was like, This hits. And he just goes, It probably hits. And then it hit. <laughs> it hit. <laughs> and then Sunday you fed me just what seemed like such a book of with Trent entry. The greenest of gob. Josh Giddy, P R A K D over points, which he's played three games for the Suns. I only took his points once and it didn't hit. The other two times it fucking hit and then luca points but it was for the it was for the goat whale big big weekend for the goat whale big weekend for the i have luca double doubles in same uh, and And he missed by one and he missed by one last night that one hurt needed one more could just pull a Giannis and just give me give you one off how did you feel about that did you see that that was crazy well how do you feel about that though I respect the fuck out of you. No, I loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> I loved it. Because I know there was like I know there was a living room of frat kids somewhere and one of them was like, dude, I'm taking Giannis to get a triple double like plus three hundred. Yeah. And everyone was like, dude. And you know the time was winding down and they were like, dude, you're gonna fucking miss this one. And then he just laid one off the backboard for it and they Absolutely. were all like ah! electric. 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 No, I loved it. I loved that. Um but yeah, it doesn't help my argument that um Jokic stat pads when Giannis <laughs> literally just like purposely gave himself a triple double for no reason. That was dope. Um, the legacy on that. Someone needed his PRA somewhere. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Somebody needed it like air, <laughs> like air. Um, but I spent the weekend in Providence. It was brutal. Caught two really bad L's. I checked the score. That seat in all game. What the fuck, dude? I so obviously I went to both games. The Xavier game was crazy. Um, but I have to say this. So we are known. Like, when you come to the amp or the dunk, we're known for our tall boys. And you're allowed to get two at a time, and they're not very strict on it. And they started a rule on the Xavier game that you had to put the tall boys in cups, and you can only have one at a time. So, one, you're thinking, like, okay, that probably doesn't change a lot. It slows down how many you can buy, because they literally have to pour out a tall boy into a cup, and you can't get more than one. So you get one tall boy in a cup, and then you have to go back, drink the cup, come back, and they have to refill a new cup. So, you know, they took away, like, one of our advantages. Like, when we played at UConn, it was $2 beer night. So, like, we now we have Xavier coming into our house. You it took away it. the tall boys. And then on our senior day, instead of moving it up, we had, um, we had UConn move up their senior night as well. UConn had one more home game, but they moved up their senior night to our game. So the $2 beer night and senior day. For some reason, we weren't allowed to move our senior night. So we had to have our senior night on Saturday for Seton Hall, and all the seniors were gone for spring break. 
And like seniors are the heart and soul of your student section. Like the juniors can't really do that much. And, you know, this senior class or Providence has apparently been like awesome for the student section. I mean, they were for the Xavier game as one of the loudest stadiums I've been in. Um, so it kind of feels like everything's against us. Since yeah. the tall boy rule, like we're 0 2. Yeah, I saw that kid tweet at you saying, ever since the tall boy rule was yeah. removed. And it was because some fucking bot in my grade got like tall boy like spilled on his computer and like complained about it like a little bot. No. Yeah. So it was like he was the worst in my grade too. Um, <laughs> Did you know that kid? Yeah. Dude, no. He's, he's such a bot. And um, but we're just. I mean, Ed Cooley said it after the Seton Hall game. We're not defending. I mean, we let two teams in a row hit more than ten threes in our house, which never happens. We let them both score 80-plus points, which should never happen. No. And I want to say we're getting the losses out of the way, but this feels like something like is going on. I mean, we did an interview. I did an interview with Jared Bynum, kind of fucked up the audio, so sorry if the audio is not great. Um, it's going to be like in the middle of this episode. But, you know, I was asking about the locker room, and he said everything's going great. Like, obviously, they're in great spirits. Like, they're, they were looking forward to senior night. It was a shame because, like, he gave us a great – three years and then his senior night to go out like that was yeah. just like the worst way possible to go out um but he was like yeah the locker room's in tune like they were looking forward to Seton Hall and all that stuff but this feels like something's going on now two games in a row like it feels like something off the court isn't right that's tough especially getting into March bro. dude I know it's like this is when you don't want the wheels to fall off and the Seton Hall game felt like the wheels fell off dude I'm, we weren't even like putting an effort no like Ed Cooley was like we haven't guarded anyone in three weeks and we're not even putting in effort it's like that's a problem that's not good so either it's a wake-up call and we're back or we have to play the hottest team in the big east right now uconn and we're gonna get smoked and that is the last thing i want to do going into madness is have three straight losses yeah. which is just like atrocious and i mean i'm like public enemy number one now on twitter for the big east like dude i'm getting dunked on right now <laughs> like i got xavier fans uconn fans seton hall fans like all the accounts that like support those teams just coming after me. So I need, I need a good win against UConn in, in Madison Square Garden. That's tough. Your next game is UConn. Yeah. Off of two straight L's. Dude. In Madison Square Garden for the Big East tournament. Like you just can't make it up. And if we beat that, if we beat, if we even went one and one, we don't play UConn. We play like Villanova, who I would love to play Villanova right now. But now we have to play the arguably the hottest team in the Big East that people are now like they could win the tournament. Like, give me a joke. Like, give me a, give me a break, dude. But it was a good weekend. Got to see all my buddies again. We went out. Um, craziest thing happened, dude. So we ended up at this like club in Providence, Rhode Island. I've never gone out in like the city of Providence. Like when you go to Providence, you don't go out in the city. Like you stay on the campus. There's two bars right off campus, yep. and that's what you do. Um, but we ended up going out in the city of Providence, and we ended up at this like club where. You know, a bunch of like the seniors were at whatever. There was like these two girls that I don't think they like went to Providence, but they might have went to like Johnson and Wales or something like that. And, you know, my friends and I were like rifled. We went to this sandwich shop where you can get 100 ounces of beer and they put in like a barrel, like a keg. And you can just like feed yourself off this little keg at the yeah. table. And so we had like one of those which is literally like 10 cups of beer. It was absurd. And then we all each got like flights and then we went to one bar and then we went to this club. So we were like rifled. And I saw that girl, Jody from TikTok. I don't know if you see her. She's like, yeah. hi, my name's Jody. Yeah. Gorgeous in person. I mean, oh my God. She's got a boyfriend though. I was like, damn. Tough. Um, but so we're at this club, dude. And I wanted to ask you guys if I, w if we were in the wrong here, we're at this club. It's a club. 
Like, it's a very small club, but it's a club. My friend, um, Jay, was hammered. He's like 6'3". Hammered, dude. So we're, like, busting on the dance floor. Like, I started to get after because we were, like, completely rifled. He, like, puts his cup in his mouth. And he's holding his cup in his mouth and, like, dancing. And I was also dancing by accident. Bumped him a little bit. The cup fell out of his mouth. It had, like, maybe a quarter left at the bottom. And I guess it hit the ground and got on this girl's shoe. (laughs) She comes over, dude. Like, wanting to throw hands. And it's like, who the fuck just soaked my shoe? And, like, we're so fucked up. And I'm like, me, my buddy Dave, and my buddy Kevin all still have our cups in our hand. And Jay is cupless. And my my buddy Dave is like, well, if you look around, only one of us doesn't have our cups. (laughs) And she was like, no, no. Who the fuck just got this all over my shoe? Meanwhile, the music's, like, blaring. I'm, like, so fucked up. And my buddy Jay is like, oh, it was me, but I got, like, bumped. And she was like, well, who the fuck bumped you? And I was like, this is absurd. Like, I'm just going to, like, step in. So I was like, I'm sorry. Like, it might have been me. Like, that's my bad. And expecting her to be like, no, you're good. Instead, she, like, cuts in front of Jay and is, like, now, like, almost squaring up with me. And is like, you need to be way more aware of your surroundings. And I'm literally looking at her. I'm like... Meanwhile, like, Drake just came on. Like, we're in a fucking club. And I was just like, what? And she was like, you need to be way more aware of your fucking surroundings. My foot is soaked. And I was like, you're in a fucking club. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, obviously, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I didn't mean to bump him. But also, he's an idiot and it was in his mouth. And she, like, won't stop. She just, like, kept, like, getting closer and, like, getting in, like, my, like, area and, like, yelling at me about the shoe bit. And then Jay finally, like, I wasn't even getting aggressive. I was just like, I don't know, like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I was like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? And she was like, I just want you to be more aware of the things you're doing. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, I can't even comprehend words coming out of your mouth. And so Jay finally, like, cuts in front of her or whatever. Then for the next, like, ten minutes, they're just, like, sitting there, like, pissed. Like, her and her friend, like, just talking to each other, like, so mad. She's, like, pointing down to her foot. And we were, like, all right, let's just leave. Like, this is so done. And I had just gotten a brand new drink. And I was, like, all right, whatever. Like, let's just go. As I was leaving, you know, I was, like, pretty in my bag or whatever. I was just, like, dude, that was one of the dumbest interactions I've ever been in. Had these shoes on. I, like, tap her on the shoulder and she turns around And I just look at her dead in the eye and pour a full drink on my foot. I don't know why, but I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I'm just going to like, you're, you're making such a big deal out of nothing. Like you're in a fucking club, like whatever. Pour a full drink on my foot. Just like (laughs) staring at her in the eye. And she like, while I'm doing, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're so fucking stupid. And I just like poured the whole drink on my foot, like threw the cup on the ground. And then we like walked away. I feel like I got one over. What, dude? <laughs> I mean, like, the the pouring the beer on the shoe at the end was kind of, like... I was, dude, extra. I was just dumbfounded at how upset she got being in a club, dude. I've had people spill full drinks on my pants and not even been like, yo, you just spilled that on me. Like, he had to, a quarter to, of a cup left. Were you trying to play? 
No. <laughs> she was like so beat too. I think like they, she was probably mad because no one was coming up to her. Like, I don't know. It was a whole bit, but like, dude, I've just never been in that situation where it was just like, you need to be aware of your surroundings in a fucking club. Like what? That last move kind of felt like you were trying to riz up. No, it was like, fuck you. Like, you're going to bitch about that? Like, I'm just going to do it to myself. Now it's like an eye for an eye, you know? What? <laughs> He's always got to one-up the other. I don't know. I was hammered, though. So that could have also, like, played a part in it. But, bizarre story. Yeah, but we, like, left the club, and we were like, dude, I'm never going out in Providence again. <laughs> that was atrocious. <laughs> of course, we, like, go there, and I get, like, an argument for, for nothing. Trying to, like, help Jay, because he was so drunk, he couldn't even, like, talk to her. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, that's my bad. I might have bumped into him. I, I didn't know. And then it was like, boom. I was like, holy shit. I was like, are you really mad right now? And she was like, I'm pissed. And I was like, oh, all right. I mean, fucking not. Sorry. What, dude? Yeah, dude, it was incredible. Um, Whack. But yeah, we're going to probably put the Jared Bynum interview right here. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It was great. He's a great kid. Um, he that's hit his so stride a little bit on senior night. So I'm hoping he comes to the Big East tournament and has one. Um, but yeah, looking forward to you guys hearing it. And uh, here we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to um, another episode of the TFM Show. First athlete interview. Just wanted you to know. Um, if you guys didn't know, we're on the couch with Jared Bynum from Providence. If there was one athlete, we were throwing around um, the group chat. We were like, yeah, we need to get an athlete on. Who's it going to be? And I was like, it's got to be Jared. I appreciate it. I feel honored. First one? <laughs> first one. Yeah, let's get it rolling, man. First one on the couch. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Obviously, a Providence grad myself, you know, following the journey you guys had last year. The first thing that I, you know, as an outsider looking in that I really wanted to know is what is kind of the difference between this year's team and last year's? Mm -hmm. Obviously, firstly, your role, because I feel like this year you were kind of, you're, you're the leader now. Mm -hmm. Where it comes in, you have five, four guys transferring in, and it's kind of like you're now the captain of the ship. How has that transition been for Yeah, you? so, I mean, it's been fun. Like, last year to this year, like, I don't really like to compare the years, but, you know, being on both those teams, we were both winning teams. So, last year you had two older guys with Al and Justin who, you know, they – kind of older, they already been around college, they know how to win, so getting them into the program right away, it wasn't really, you know, as hard and getting them adjusted to everything. Right, right. You know, just because they're older, you know, it just comes with experience. But mm -hmm. this year, you know, you got guys like Devin and Bryce who are only sophomores, they only played one year of college. Like Bryce, he didn't play much last year. And, you know, uh, Dev, he was at South Carolina, they didn't make the tournament. So, you know, both players coming from two different programs, but both of them being younger and then being able to come into the program, I feel like that's just been a difference just having some younger guys. But I do want to talk about, you know, talk about the crazy fans and such. Hardest place to play in the Big East. Obviously, if you're on another team, it's Providence or Island. Yeah, but where is, like, probably. the hardest place that you've played at, whether it's fans getting after you or just loud? I mean, what is it? Hardest place? I'll probably say Marquette. Really? Yeah, like the past, they get dirty in Marquette? I wouldn't say they get dirty, but, like, the past two years, like, like you know, they play, they play where the... Where the Milwaukee Bucks play, so yeah, it's like yeah. a real NBA arena, and then they pack it all. Like every time we go there, they pack it. So I think last year I forgot what it was, but I think they just hit like hit a hot streak. So that when we came in, we were ranked, and then they were on the come up. So they were just waiting. Just, yeah, they were just waiting for us to come in. We walked into a Lions day, and they just jumped all over. I think we lost the game like thirty five or something like that. But they got the fire going everywhere. And then this year, I didn't play there this year, but they had bought back their um. The Final Four team that had D Wade on there. Oh my god! Uh, Every team has done that to us. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every time we come into town, it's like, oh, you yeah. kind of moved up their senior night. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. Are you so me? it's just like, you know, they got D Wade in there, and you got just all this energy going on oh, there, and, and they're also a good team as well. So and their fans, you know, their fans are right on top of you right there too. So 
You know, it's just real loud in there. It's like, it feels like, a, you know, a good environment, a good basketball environment. But, I mean, I feel like, I don't think I've wanted Marquette since I've been here. It's like Anthony Edwards with the Wizards. Yeah, I'm the one thing you haven't done. I'm a Wizards fan too, so. Oh, there you go. You got that one on Anthony Anthony Edwards. Um, Do you kind of like having that target on your back this year? Like you guys? Yeah. Do you prefer to play with the target on your back or do you prefer to play like we did maybe in the beginning half of last year where Mm -hmm. it's like there's a lucky team coming in, like they might catch us? Or do you prefer where it's this year? It's like, you know, they're coming in. Um, I like like, like having a target on us because, you know, those are the games you got to get up for. You know, when you're playing every night, especially on the road, and you know, you know a team is trying to beat you because mm-hmm. it's going to help you get to the tournaments or help you move up in their ranking. So, you know, if you're able to overcome that, then it's just like makes the win a lot more. Like, you know, teams prepare for you a little bit more and, you know, the national media is going to be watching that game and everything. It just it just makes college basketball, you know, what you dreamed of. You know, watching those big games on TV when you're younger yeah. and warm enough for the game and you just know it's going to be one of those games that last year we used to call those games Big East Bangers. That's what we used to Let's go, yeah. let's go. So we used to be in the game and you know, I, AJ was my roommate, so we were like real close. So it'll be a time throughout the game, like maybe like a media timeout in the second half. And like we would look to each other and be like, yo, this game probably looks so crazy on TV right now. Like imagine watching this game on TV, like everything that's happening, like all the big shots, all the plays. I was going nuts on my couch. Yeah, so I, I was just like, like, I would be like, oh my God. Yeah, so we was just always like, say we played uh, last year, Xavier at home, going into the game, we're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is going to be a Big East banger, a Big East classic right here. So, oh yeah. So we you know, we definitely just, you know, it, it, it definitely turned us up. Like, you know, we really got up for those games. So I think that's what makes, you know, makes college basketball what it is. And I have to thank you too. I feel like last year's team really gave, you know, not only myself, you know, I kind of started my social media journey at the same time that mm-hmm. Providence basketball sort of hit this like streak. So it was kind of like the perfect marriage of the two. But I have to thank you guys. You really gave Providence fans an identity now. Like when I walk around now and it's like, oh, he went to Providence College. Like you guys kind of, at least in this new era, it felt like a little bit like you guys have really put us on the map where it's like we were expected to be ranked this year. And it's like, I feel like I almost have to thank you guys for that because three years ago, two years ago, it was like, yo, where'd you go to school? It was like Providence, where is that? And now it's like, oh, I went to Providence College. And like, that's that team around. Actually, actually this, I have to thank you guys too because you know a lot of people know about you know Providence College, especially like when you just watch those games on the TV, the fans and all that, like, People see how crazy it gets. Like you can't call it a dunk anymore. It's called the end. Yeah, the end. But everybody I still sees, hate that. So I'll call it. Yeah, it is what it is. But like everybody would see how crazy those games would be mm-hmm. there. And then you know, you go on social media, you'll see like a whole bunch of our fans going back and forth with other fans and stuff like that. Oh it my just, god! It just makes the college basketball atmosphere like a lot better. Like it's it's different than the NBA and the, like the professionals because you know they're getting paid millions of dollars. But oh, you yeah. know, when you out there just playing or just pure passion and love and then you got the fans behind it that love it too it just yeah. you know it just goes hand in hand so the Big East tournament too MSG mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't get better than that oh not at all not at all I mean MSG like it's just so bright in there like when is you're it bright court, is that like, something when, that like, when you like, the actual court is bright like the, the stands and the seats and all that is kind of dark like when you're on the court so you feel like you got the spotlight it's, you really feel like you're playing under the spotlight wow I never thought about especially that especially like, in New York like it's New York City. Everybody in the world knows New York City. Mm-hmm. And then you got MSG. And then it's just like, you know, how many games you watch the Knicks playing at MSG and you see like Steph Curry go crazy. You're talking about the same floor. You're playing on the same floor and all that. And then at the same time, it's like, you know, I want to do more in there. I don't want to just play in there. I want to win in there. I want to cut down the nets at MSG. Yeah, let's fucking go. Like, it felt great cutting down the nets last year at the end. But, you know, this year, if I'm able to cut down the nets at, at MSG, like, that's, I feel like that's going to be an even greater feeling. So what is kind of the expectation for, you know, you guys in the locker room as players when you guys are just, like, hanging out, chopping it up? Is it like, yo, 
we're going to go as far as we go this year. You know, like it's not going to have to do with anything outside. It's like right. for your senior year, are you like, we're, we're winning the Big East tournament and we're going to the next. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no bar lower. Like, yeah, it's crazy that you say that because we, in our, um, in our uh, locker room, in our lockers, we have all the games that we play in, in order. So I think mm-hmm. it was, we were going into, we were going into Big East play. And I think we were like seven and three or something like that. I can't remember. We wanted a biggie's play. And we're like, hey, we're going to win that Seagull Hall on the road. And then we're going to come back. We're going to beat Marquette at home. Then we're going to win this game. Then we're going to beat UConn. And then we're going to rank top 25. And then we actually did all that. Like, we said it in the locker room. Like, we were all sitting down in the locker room. We were like, we're just going to win this game, win this game. We're going to win this next one. Then beat UConn at home. And then we'll be set. And then, you know, when you actually like talk about that stuff as a team and then you go out and do it, then it's like, all right, what's next? Like, we're not yeah. just going to think about what we did before. It's like, what's the next step to get here? And I feel like we're at that point now where we're just trying to figure out the next step. And the next step is one of the biggest part, right? Exactly. I feel this yeah. team. Exactly. I can feel, like, I can I feel, feel it. it too because, you know, like we got just a whole bunch of hungry guys on the team. And then, you know, we all care for each other. We all love each other. Like, you know, off the court, like, you know, if it wasn't for basketball, I feel like we all would be cool. Like, we just hang out all the right. time. Right. Like, you know, we go in, we compete in practice, we go hard, we talk shit, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's all love. Who's the guy in practice you think you go against the hardest? That it's like, you guys, when we step on in practice, it's like, ah, oh, yo, I'm coming for your neck. <laughs> when we're in the locker room, it's like, oh, yeah, like, what are we doing tonight? Probably, probably. But do you have anyone that you just battle with that you go to war and it's like, damn. The person I want to get at the most in practice, I say it has to be Devin. <laughs> just because, you know, he takes so much pride in defense. Like, yeah, he loves it. Yeah, 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 he takes so much pride in defense and... You know, he hates getting scored on, and I hate getting stopped you know, more often. So, like, I haven't got a chance to play, with him, play against him too much in practice because we're at that point in the year, we can kind of do, like, the first five, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we'll do live and stuff like that. So we've been on the team most of the time, same team. But, um, like, in the fall and the summertime, I'm like, if he's guarding me, I got to score him. Yeah, that's one of those I'm giving you 20. I got to score him. But it was some days, you know, he'll, he'll lock me up and all that. There's some days where, you know, I'll go off, but... You know, we'll be in the locker room. He'll be like, how'd you make that shot? And I'm like, I don't know. How'd you, how'd you get that steal or something like that? You know, we're just joking around, messing around. Yeah, no, 100%. But yeah, you know, it's just, I think that's what makes us who we are now. Just we're so competitive against each other. When you go out to the games, then you just compete against the other team even harder. So, I mean, I think that just makes, you know. And then Coach Cooley, he pushes us to, you know, go at each other. Yeah, is he, is he kind of like a, yeah, let's go get after Yeah, yeah, like you'll hear him in practice some days. Like if I'm guarding, say I'm guarding, say I get switched on to Bryce or something like that. Cooley would be like, oh, post his little ass up. Like, he can't guard you. He's too late. Oh, I'm right. like, and then Coach B is like, nah, Jerry, lock him up, blah, blah, Like, you know, pushing us to go against yeah, each other. Because, you know, that, when we get in the game, you know, that's the kind of, you know, hunger that we're going to need to, mm-hmm. you know, get the win and all that. So, I mean, practices are really fun, though. So, March Madness is on the horizon. We went on a little bit of a run last year. Talk to me because I feel as though, you know, a lot of my questions are just as like the casual fan. Like mm-hmm. I'm the guy in the couch that goes crazy for you guys. Like I'm the guy that comes to the stadium. But you don't really get like a look into, you know, one, the locker room, two, like the athlete's mental. How hard is it to play a March Madness? Because I feel yeah. like it's like you're traveling to, you could be across the country, right. you could be next door. Right, right. You're playing two games, then you're traveling again, then you're playing like teams that are all the best in college basketball. Right. Obviously they're doing it too, but exactly. how hard is it to play a March Madness? I think it's hard. I think it's really hard. I, I, don't, know if it, I, I don't know if I would say it's, Harder or just as hard as NBA playoffs, it might be a little bit more difficult just because you know you lose one game, so it's like over. Season. It's rad. In the NBA, you get seven games to you know make something happen, but in March Madness, you know you lose that first game, it's over with. And then at the same time, you know if you're a higher seed and you're playing against a mid-major, mm-hmm. or like a low-major team, then you got that pressure of like 
you don't want to be that upset. Like last, you know, like last year, like South Dakota State, everyone was like, oh, they're the yeah, freaking yeah. upset. Of and, we, and we took that personal. Yeah, like, you guys hung like 100 on Yeah, like, we took that personal. <laughs> we're like, we're not the team that's going to just have an easy upset. Like, you know, guys is going to put them put them on their brackets to beat us. Like, you know, we're going to bust their bracket. Like, everybody's picking them to beat us. All right, you know, their, their bracket's done with. So. How good did it feel when you slapped Providence on that bracket? Oh, yeah, 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 it was too good. Like, moving <laughs> on to the Sweet 16, that just felt so good. Like, because, you know, that was my first time playing a tournament. And, you know, growing up, you always see March Madness. You always watch all the games. Like, you're in class. The teachers got it on the class. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, I got it on my laptop, Yeah, dude. And then being able to say, like, I played in March Madness. Like, knowing, like, kids at my high school, they're probably watching my game that's on March Madness right you now. You got to have, like, the whole country watching. Yeah, and then guys, like, filling out a bracket with Providence on there and everything. Like, being able to know that I'm a part of that is just, you know, it's a great feeling. Because that's something that I did growing up. And then now I'm actually, like, you know, doing it in real life. Yeah, hundred percent. And also, we have the excuse now that we lost to the champions. So if we beat yeah. them, we, they we probably, probably would have won that tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hard. I, I would put a banner out. If there. I wanted to lose to anybody in the tournament, I would love to lose just to the team that's going to win the whole thing. Like, don't just beat us and then lose the next round. No, there's no yeah. better scenario. Yeah. On social media, I might have been the most deplorable human after <laughs> Kansas won. Everything I posted was like. It's so unfortunate we lost the champion. Yeah, yeah I was mean, like that's literally our yeah. that's our banner. Yeah, <laughs> we need yeah, to do them. You know, I don't think it's wrong to say we go on and win the whole thing. Oh, it's a shoe, and I would say because yeah. they did it right. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They did. All right, so I have some some funnier questions for the talent. Um, one, as a basketball player, we were just talking about this before you got here. Like the ideal sock length. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know you got guys that rock the ankles. Yeah, yeah. You got guys that I think pulled up too high, almost like the knee. You got like the mid calves. Yeah. Like what is like the ideal sock length? That's like um, a hooper. You could also do like scenarios, like practice. I'll throw the ankles on. Like games, I'm gonna throw them. Let's see. So I feel like for me the ideal length. Why? Well, so I wear two socks in the game. Double sock. I always double sock. Yeah, I always double sock during the game. I feel like that'd be friction, though. No, I just like, I kind of like my shoes to fit a little tighter while I'm oh, playing. You know, I don't like to really feel my foot moving in my shoes and stuff. So that's okay. why I double socks. So I like, I pull up my first sock that I have on. I pull it up a little bit, kind of like, you know, mid-length or whatever. And then the sock above that, you know, it's going to be a little bit higher. But like, I'm kind of like picky about like the scrunch, the scrunchiness. Yeah, is that like a thing you look at? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 if, if you watch me get ready before the game, and I wear, I wear the tights underneath too. So if you, if you watch me get ready before the game, like I'm, you'll probably see me like fixing the scrunch. Like it's not gonna be the socks not gonna be pulled all the way up straight. Where it's like, yeah, you know, just no, it's gotta be a little flare. Yeah, you know, like it's gotta yeah, be yeah. like a little, little casual. Yeah, so yeah. I double sock and then I got this thing. I don't, I, don't, I only wear white socks. Like, I don't wear black socks. I don't wear blue socks. Like I only wear white socks. And you know, when we wear black jerseys, my friends at home they were like, "Get on black jerseys. You got on black tights. Why are you wearing white socks?" I'm just like, no, no. I, just, I think the contrast looks tough. Yeah, I think so too. Like I just think it looks better. And so are you a sock, shoe, sock, shoe guy? Sock, sock, mm-hmm. shoe, shoe? Like, what is that? Because that's been a debate on social media. A lot of people were talking about it. Some guy was like, I go sock, shoe, sock, shoe. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like sock, sock, shoe. Nah, shoe. I'll put my two socks on before I put my shoes on. Is it right, left, or left, right? Do you have like a I put my right foot on, my right shoe. My, I put my right shoe on first. Because a couple years ago, growing up, my dad told me, you know, put your right shoe on first in the morning so you get off on the right foot. <laughs> so that like stuck with me like put that on a t-shirt like every, every day I wake up in the morning I'm putting on my right my right shoe first yeah like, it's, I don't know it just it just stuck that's I, like Curry's thing too you know he he always puts his right shoe on first I didn't, I didn't know that. yeah he I like just know. said that in an interview too that's why I was like on oh, my head because I was like everyone was talking about I remember it. I think he said it as a joke because I asked him he was like why you put your left one on first and I was like well why you put your right one on he's like so you get off on the right foot and I'm like oh. 
Makes sense. <laughs> you just blew my whole world yeah, up. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm never putting that left hand first again. Dude. That's like yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of like a superstition. I'm not really too. Yeah, do you have any more? I feel like um, we might have just unpacked. Uh, let's see. Game days. Game days. Like I, I, I'll eat grapes on game days. Like that's my thing. Like pre-game so green or green or purple. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I think the, green, gotta ones be are, the green ones are better. Okay. Yeah. I'll but I'll eat both. It doesn't. You know, I'm not too picky about that. You know, I'll eat grapes before that, and then um. Um, but so no more, no other superstitions. Um, Not that I was like a great athlete, but in you know soccer, mm-hmm. I always had. I actually did sock shoe, sock shoe. I was a psycho like that. Then like I have to do this. Like, I had to. Yeah, and I like oh, had I also, to pull my um, sock all over my knee because I played soccer, and then I would like roll it down and then re pull it up. So there was a little bit of like yeah. But I respect that though, because everybody has their own you know, routine. Yeah, I gotta have something. Like something yeah. else I do, I um, like I put my shoes on the locker room, but I won't tie them until I get out to the court. Wow, okay. Yeah, like, it was actually one time, what game was it? I can't, it might have been the UConn game at home. Not at home, away. So I was in the locker room getting ready and I just tied my shoes. I'm like, nah, I don't tie my shoes here. I untied my shoes. Oh, that might have been the death of it. I know. I, <laughs> I untied my shoes and walked down to the court, sat down and retied my shoes again. All right, got just the like, juju right. Yeah, just like, and then, you know, that game, I, I think I started like four for four for three or something like that. I'm like, it was always so now I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking like, what if I didn't untie and tie my shoes again? You were over like, four. Yeah, like you were over four. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like it's crazy how like a little superstition, you know, make you feel that way. But, yeah. So you talk about your shoes. You're one of the guys on the team that I think has one of the more underrated shoe games. Uh, I would say. I, I feel like you know, last year was tough to compete with Al. I feel like he's kind of. Oh yeah, I'll give it to him. That's hard. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to DC as well. You know, he he's got. He's just, I don't know, he just has too many shoes. Just like, too many. Yeah, it's, it's insane the amount of shoes. Like, I think he has shoes I've never even seen before, like on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, I think one game he pulled like, out. Where are you? Where are you? Like, where are you like, like, that's not real. Like, I haven't seen those ever. Like, they're not in stores. I haven't heard of them ever coming out. Like, I think he had a pair of Kobe's. The Kobe Sixes, they were all brown, but they had, like, a uh, the uh, the check on the side was pink. I don't think I've ever seen Yeah, them. I'm like, I'm like, why do you have those? First of all, let me get a pair. Like what? <laughs> I'm always asking. I think it was like uh, I think it was like 14 or something like that. I wear 11 and a half. I'm like, what size you wear? I ask them all the time, and I know I know I can't fit this out. I'm like, what size you wear? I'll put four socks on. <laughs> yeah, like I'll four sock in this game just to wear a pair of those Kobe's. Just to. Because I mean, we're in the Panda Dunks. I, I spotted them when you walked yeah. in. Those are tough. Yeah. What's like your? I, I think you're you're a Kobe guy. I always see you in the Kobe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Kobe's. I like Kobe's just too. One is Kobe, and then two, they just feel you know, real comfortable. And then also like low cuts as well. So yeah, I've noticed that. Is that like a thing that you've always played in, in the low tops? I never really had a preference really because you know I I just you know whatever shoes that I liked I just wore. Yeah, just wore. I didn't. Like, I never really wore for like how how they made my foot feel comfortably. Like I mainly just wore them just because they look cool or something like that. Right. So, yeah. You know, high tops, low tops. I know guys with like bad ankle problems that can't wear low tops. Like AJ, he had bad ankle problems. He couldn't wear any. Low top shoes. Really? Like every shoe he wore was high tops. Really? Yeah, and he got tape and all that. So wow. Yeah, he got bad ankles. Yeah, he got bad ankles. <laughs> but he's a shooter though. Yeah. My God, he knocks it down. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, I was, I was like, wow, everybody, you know, everybody's jumping around and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, that was. That's what I'm saying. It's been a journey. So I have to ask you because I know you're gonna wet one tomorrow. Yeah. Against Seton Hall. I'm not gonna. I need like just one. I just need one. 
Like the three, yeah. and I, I need you to just load it. All right. Just, just load it. I'm going to be in the student section. Okay. I'm going to try to be in the student section. Just, I'm, I'm going to be right behind the scene. I'm going to try to point you out somewhere. Just one time, dude. I need it one time. Right. Um, I'm also going to give you a chance to talk your shit a little bit. Okay. I mean, you can you can obviously say no if you don't yeah. want to like call anyone out. <laughs> Who in the Big East, like when they're guarding you, are you just licking your chops? There's got to be someone. Or like, is there a team that you're like, I love beating you and I don't care if you know that I love just putting one on your head. For me, as a fan, when you when we beat UConn, yeah. it makes my year. Because like, I've been a Big East fan since I was little. My dad went to Seton Hall, so I haven't watched the Big East forever. And when they left, mm. it was like, fuck you guys. Like they went to chase football and it was like, it never worked out. And then like, they come back now and now they think they're like, yeah. integral to the Big East. Like when we get one on them, I'm always like, yeah, dude, yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> Like, um, is there a guy in the Big East you're like, dude, I can't wait to get um, like thirty? I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a player for sure. But one team I definitely get up for all the time is definitely gonna be Georgetown. Like, even though they haven't been that good, oh, because it's, it's your hometown team. Yeah, it's my hometown team. You just pull like twenty on me. Yeah, that's my hometown team. They did, they didn't recruit me out of high school. And then I, my freshman year, I was transferring. They didn't even reach out to me while I was transferring. So, no way. So. Funny thing is, so it's Georgetown University. My high school, I went to Georgetown Prep. Yeah, so that's like the feeder. Yeah, like right there. So I'm like, like throughout high school, I'm like, I gotta get a Georgetown offer. Like growing up, like I always watched Big East basketball. I was a Georgetown fan. I'm like, I gotta get a Georgetown offer. Like even if I don't go, like I just gotta, you know, get that. So now it's on the side every time. Yeah, every time. Put every something time. on your head. Yeah, every time it's gonna be. And then like you know, coming back home, playing there in front of all my family and all that. So like Georgetown is definitely a team that I like. You know, I always have like circle, you know, when you yeah, start. Like, like, even though they haven't been as good, like it's still like blah. But even better though, like you could have been the centerpiece, you know? You know, no, you now you walk in there and you just put one right on yeah. there, right on top. Yeah. Um so last question I have, I don't wanna hold you too much, but I do really appreciate you doing this again, yeah, dude. By the way, like huge fan. Um the locker room photos oh, yeah, yeah. have been have literally like made my life. Like those are like the best, like when we beat a team and I can go on Twitter and you see the forward and like yeah. throw that photo up yeah. and just be like, gotcha. Yeah. It literally, and I would like, sometimes I like recreate it to like mm. piss everyone off because <laughs> everyone always gets at me about it. But who like kind of started that and like, why did it take so long? Cause that yeah. is like the, cause now like, I don't know if you guys notice every, like big, most teams do it. Yeah, yeah. So, like after when they post a photo of everyone in the locker and like throw yeah. some shit up. So I think, it, I actually think it's, it kind of didn't start going viral until maybe like more so last year because, you know, we were winning a lot more. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the reason we throw up the fours is 44 bless for uh, Isaiah Jackson. He played here a couple years ago. He actually played here before I even got here. Mm -hmm. So when I got here the first time and you know, I was very sure and we would win, everybody would throw the fours. They would say 44 bless and he won number 44. So he kind of started that thing. Oh, so this whole time, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this whole I remember time, Isaiah Jackson. I mean, it, it, I think I'm right. I'm, I'm like 99% sure. Well, because he's right. Yeah, I'm 99% <laughs> But, um, you know, he's cool. He's alumni. We follow each other on Instagram and Twitter and all that. So, you know, he shows good support. But this whole time, my registered year, I just got here. Everybody's going, I'm like, I'm like why, why is everybody doing that? So I'm asking, and then people tell me, yeah, he wore 44. He used to always say 44, blessed, throw up, <laughs> throw up the 44. So it's kind of like a meme a little bit, but so, it's also like, yeah, yeah, it's like, now it's like a real thing. And then I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, so we got, you know, guys here now that don't even know this guy. They don't even know he played here. They don't know the reason why, but you know, it's time to take a picture after the win. Everybody's throwing like, up the four. Can't, literally can't wait. Everyone walks in the locker room with the everybody's four. Ready, everybody's ready to go. And I'm sitting there like this, because I know exactly why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So, 
I mean, I just think it's cool. Like somebody part of the program. I don't know. I don't know when he graduated. I mean, he graduated before I got here. So. He was like there when we were here, though, right? Seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, I think he graduated like two years before. Okay, he, so like, he's graduated. Graduated twenty eighteen. Twenty twenty three now. Yeah, people are still doing five it. Five years later, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna, gonna have to get. get I'm gonna have to get in one. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna work. Or like bring it. the whole team like <laughs> somewhere else off site and just <laughs> let me just jump in one. Like I had, I had fans um, come up to me like you know if I'm at the mall or walking around mm-hmm. or something or you know I had a meet and read at uh, one ten girl and we were taking pictures and you know two people were like let's talk to forty fours like. And I'm like, all right, you know. So they knew it. Yeah, just from the picture. It's like a, no, it's like a cold thing now. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah dude, I, I throw it up in some photos too, just not even thinking about it. Because yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's like what I consume on the day. I'll just be like. <laughs> shout out Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, like, shout that, out that Isaiah. Really, that really like, you know. Set the trend. Yeah. Like five years later, we still. <laughs> that's actually, I didn't know I, was Isaiah I, Jackson. I'm thinking about it. Like, I didn't play with him. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't even think I really, I probably met him like one time. Maybe. And, you know, everybody's still doing it. No, I mean, that's, like, actually crazy. Yeah. Um, no, but I really appreciate you doing this, man. Um, first, tell them where they can find you on social media okay. so the people yeah. know. Sure. And then if you have something you got to plug, I know, you know, the NIL is yeah, hot, yeah, so yeah. don't be afraid that, you know. Yeah, so, like, like, hey, man. You can um, follow me on Twitter, JBDimes3. That's my handle. And then um, Instagram, Jared.Bynum. And then on, the, on my Instagram, I got, like, I'm doing something with Barstool. I got, like, hoodies and T-shirts and stuff like that on there. And then, um... I bought one by the way to Tim Gregg, like an idiot, dude. I had it in Dallas and I got here and my dad was like, because I was just talking to my dad before this, and he was like, what are you going to wear for like the interview? And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to put like my Providence sweatshirt on. And he was like, didn't you buy like Jared's thing? And I was like, dude, I might be all time dumb. <laughs> like that's up there all time dumb. Like, imagine you walk and I had the merch on. Such a good we're, also doing, we're also doing jerseys now too. Like you can get replica jerseys for everybody. Not just me, but you know, everybody. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, so we're doing those too. And then, I think that I think I think that's all like you know just from the merch standpoint. Well, I'm gonna, I'm trying to make an appearance at the Big East tournament appearance. I'm trying to fly out to the Big East to do like some content stuff. Yeah, I think I need to do a jersey swap with you. Oh yeah, like I might give you like an iconic piece that I wear. Not that you let me get one of those. Keep, let me get one of those shirts that you, you know when you really went to Brad's and tore it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get one of my party shirts. I'll give you one from today. I think we're going out today. You're more than welcome to come. Yeah, day before the game. <laughs> Probably won't see me. Grab a beer. <laughs> Um, no, but I really Probably appreciate you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's, I can't wait, bro. You better do. Yeah, I know gotcha. you're gonna wet one. Yeah, gotcha. just one. Yeah. Um, no, but I really appreciate you, man, for coming on. Uh, I know, like, the Providence fans love you. We're really gonna miss you, man. We're we're really looking forward to sending you off, right? For yeah. sure. You know, um, I know I'm looking forward to it, especially. I mean, you were like the first real athlete that you know showed me love on on social yeah, yeah, media, yeah, yeah. even to be like from Providence to that. Like, that kind of gave like the juice a little bit for me to kind of keep doing what I'm doing and. You know, have a podcast now, so I really appreciate you for doing this. I was, you were always gonna be the first athlete. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm actually honored to be the first athlete. So you know, when it blows up in like a year or whatever, yeah, man, just remember me. The You're the first guy. I love it. And don't worry, I didn't kidnap him. This is just a hotel room. Lenny <laughs> looks like I might have kidnapped him. Don't worry, he's gonna be there on Saturday. Um, no, but I really appreciate you, man, and um, I wish you all the best after this. And appreciate dude, I can't wait to, to yeah. send you off right on Saturday. Thank Let's you. go, Gallo. Thank you. Appreciate. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. That was Jared Bynum. Hope you, hopefully you guys liked that interview. Um, that was some good bits interview. in there. Dope interview. That was a good one, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you were saying you're excited for Vegas? So pumped. So pumped. I can't wait, dude. I need to up the units before we go so I have some shit to throw. 
I don't know if that's how that works. Maybe you could store units. <laughs> stash some units. <laughs> yeah, you could stash some Not units. Not up the units. I mean, up the units for sure, but stash and up the units. I'm looking forward to placing some futures. Um, we also have a really exciting episode with Lisa Ann. I think she's also going to be hanging out with us at Circus Swim for one of the days at our table. Wow. Sweating some bets with us. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, dude. I'm, I'm excited. That is Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's claim. <laughs> We're gonna have, we're, I mean, we're going to have to say that to her, for sure. Um, but yeah, how was your day off from betting? Was it good? It was much needed. I haven't taken a day. I haven't placed, or I haven't not placed a bet in a day. I couldn't tell you how long. And I was just so defeated. Because you know why? He, met, he went to the free throw line and with like five minutes left in the game. Missed both. When does Joel Embiid ever... <sighs> Missed both. And I knew right then we were getting hooked. Yeah, it's He dead. was at 26 with four minutes left. When he missed both of those, I was like, yeah, he's getting 31. 100%. <laughs> he always knows. You always know, yeah. dude. He's getting 31. Like, yeah. there's no way around it. Because I already great. know they're going to take a lead here. I can smell it. And he's gonna get, he, they're going to play the foul game, and he's going to get fouled two more times. So he made one more bucket to get to 26 and yeah. then got fouled two more times. Finish at 31. Brutal. Yeah. And uh, it was just, I was so defeated. It was for 10 racks. Wow. Missed by half a point. That's atrocious, yeah. actually. And everybody else came the fuck through. It was wild goalie saves, Michael back shots, W game stack, because they were mm-hmm. playing each other. So every time back shots was ripping, you were uh, getting the, save. the goalie was getting the save. Back shots, just, someone said on Twitter, I fucking died laughing. <laughs> he just spawns with three SOGs. <laughs> <laughs> the game starts. He's already at three. He's got three. Yeah. Literally, they just dropped the puck. He's got three already. They're like, "What the fuck?" They're just spotting him three because they know he's gonna get it. He just it's crazy, three. dude. Like, there's not a better square on Prize Picks in any sport right now than Michael yeah. Backshots, which kind of started out as a joke just because. Yeah. Well, you said you nothing's better than just a good backshot. <laughs> All I'll, right. Well, that's out on the internet now. They call me Backshots. <laughs> So then we started taking Michael Backlund SOGs. And Backstrom SOGs. And Remember the Backshots lay yeah. hit? If Backstrom and Backlund play on the same day, it's always Backshots more than, and it hits every time. Uh, no, but... And then it was... Uh, fuck, I forget the other NBA player. But And then Joel Embiid. Oh, it was De'Aaron Fox, like, assist or some shit. Mm-hmm. So surgical. My four goats. And, uh, yeah. I was I spent there... I sp- Looked at this entry for like an hour before I placed it too. And it was between Giannis or Joel. And of course Giannis goes over and Joel does Yeah, it's classic. I mean, it was always Giannis. It was yeah. never Joel, dude. And the Bucks lost too. So I was like, honestly, I feel like their win streak is due to end. Give me the star who's going to end it in Joel. Nope. Mm. Missed both nope. his fucking free throws. Nope. It, it could have happened any other way. I wouldn't have taken a day off, but the way it happened, I'm at dinner with my girlfriend, low key, just like <laughs> refreshing the score out. Missed <gasps> one more. <gasps> She's like, like, "What's wrong? Yeah, you don't like your you don't like your tortellini? <laughs> no, tortellini's great. Tortellini's great. Tortellini's great. Can I get another? Um, can I get another glass of wine, please? Stat." <laughs> The waiter's like, you're just sweating. It's like, do you want me to turn the AC on? No, you're good, man. 
You're good. Yeah, and I knew that people could see my phone behind me, but it was really bad. I was just like, who, who made that shot? James. <laughs> Tobias Harris. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody needed that. Yeah, James Harden was stealing all the points that night. He yeah. had like 40. I can't bet on Philly sports anymore, dude. I just can't do dude, it. Dude, fucking jaw Morant. Dude. I mean, holy shit is a goat whale cake. I saw the funniest shit, though. It's like, why did he have, like, a water gun-sized Glock? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get the gun bit, I guess, but why was it, like, water gun-sized? You could hold it like this, and it didn't even, like, touch his eyebrow from here. Like, it was like the, it was like a baby Glock. Yeah, like, that's not was. even hard, dude. If I was, like, getting robbed and John Rand pulled out a baby Glock, I'd be like, dude. I mean, what are we? I don't even think that'll kill me. It's gonna leave like a paper. Um, it's gonna leave like a paperclip size hole in me. I don't even know if that'll cause bleeding. A baby Glock. Literally, it was like a baby Glock. He held it with two fingers. Literally, that's the whole thing. He was like, dude, if you can hold your Glock with two fingers, you, you got too small of a Glock, dude. But dude, I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies are in fucking shambles. Dylan Brooks is like going at Draymond Green now. Like they just, I hate everything about them. Same, dude. And now he's he's suspended indefinitely, not just two games. Well, I mean, yeah. Did you see why? No. Because that was in a club on the road, which means he brought the gun on a team plane and a team oh. hotel, and you're not allowed to. That's like ten times worse than if it was just in Memphis. That means he traveled on like team equipment with a gun. Honestly, it's – I want him to get suspended enough games to where they void the leg. Like, I'm, I've given up on him at this point. I'm really bummed because I doubled down on him. I just don't know what happened. It felt like he – Grinded so hard, got the deal, got the shoe deal, like has a chance to make two hundred thirty million dollars, and he's just imploding. Yeah, like I, imploding. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, why are you on live showing a gun off in the club? Dude? He's still so young. What is he? Twenty three. He's younger than us, so like, still, like you're a fucking adult, bro. Dude, figure it With out. Everything. At your fingertips. I mean, I hope I hope he figures it out just for his like career. Same. But, I mean, like, I'm not here to shit on him, but like, he is selling the goat well. Bad. So bad. bad. It would be phenomenal if he was over his number and all this happened. You know, like we'll on, take the void. <laughs> I would be low key kind of thrilled. Make the right decision and suspend John Morant. If this would have happened before the All Star break. It could have been so ideal. Yeah, no, that's tough. So Imagine tough. Nike, though. They, like, got rid of a couple athletes to give John a shoe deal, and now they're probably, like... Dude, they're, like, supporting him. I saw this TikTok, like... Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, they're probably, like, in the long run, he's going to make us a lot of money, so fuck it. And it's crazy, because, like, Kyrie, like, what he did when he tweeted that tweet, like, educate yourselves, and it was, like, something controversial. All cut ties... From Nike. Well, but Kyrie's been like a problem for like five years. And then Ja does this, and he's getting tons of support from his partners. Yeah. Well, he's super young. It seems like a young kid mistake, whereas Kyrie was like a problem for like a solid three years to the point where it was like people started not liking him. Yeah. Um, Last thing I want to talk about, we'll keep today's episode a little bit short. Um, Devin Booker is the biggest pussy in the NBA. (laughs) You can't come into our house in Dallas, not have a lead, finally have a lead with like 15 seconds up and start talking shit to Luca. Like you're a pussy. I respect the shit out of it. No, like you're actually a pussy. Like if you don't talk, dude, I used to, not that I was like a great athlete, but when I played, I would talk all game. So we'd either get fucked and lose 
or we'd win. But I would talk all game because like I never wanted to be one of those kids. I was like, oh, now we're up 10 with 15 seconds left. Yeah, you bitch. Like, dude, that is like the softest shit of all time. Like either talk all game or don't talk at all. Because the minute you're up and it like you have the win, like you look like the biggest bitch of all time. Like people are like, yeah, Devin was talking to the refs. Dude, he, you know he said some out-of-pocket shit for Luka to turn around like that. And he had Kyrie riding for Dallas for the first time ever. He had Kyrie going at him too, dude. So it was like he started talking shit when they were like winning, dude. That's solved. Like feed me the Suns again now, dude. Like feed me them in the playoffs. Like I want them so bad, dude. You had your full super team on the floor and you had to beat us in the last minute. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Like I hope we get you in the playoffs because we're literally going to like mush. <laughs> No, I love I love the back and forth between Luca and, and Booker. I thought it was awesome. No, like br- like actually bring it now. Like now it's like I tweeted about it and I guess established myself as a Mavs fan on Twitter finally and was getting like a bunch of hate and then a bunch of like it was very in the middle. Um but no, I want I want that matchup now. Like I actually want it again. Like we beat them last year, 7 games whatever, give it give them, give me them again. Like, I want them so bad. I love the beef. I think it's great for the league. Because Kyrie's going to be fired up now. Luka, like, wants murder when he plays teams like that that, like, talk shit when they're, like, up. Dude, he had the iconic quotes. Like, everyone's talking shit when they're up. Yeah. And then he came back and won the series. So, it's like, dude, I want them so, so bad. Like, I think Devin Booker is the biggest pussy in the NBA. Like, I'm no joke. I think there's bigger pussies, but... You're right. It's Chris Paul. And he's also on the roster. (laughs) The Suns might be my least favorite roster in the NBA. I don't know. The Grizzlies are right there. And I think it shows, too, that Kyrie and KD never got along. Yeah. Because if you saw that beef, it was like, I KD think, was like, what the fuck? And yeah. Kyrie was like, dude, fuck you, too. Like, what? You <laughs> fucking asshole. Like, and Devin Booker, I saw the funniest tweet. I, like, quote tweeted it um, about Kyrie finally riding for Dallas. And everyone was like, dude, Devin Booker hid behind Kevin Durant. <laughs> that guy's like a tarantula. Literally. It's literally, like, hiding behind a plank, being like, yeah, dude, what? <laughs> what, dude, what? It's like. That's like the dumbest shit of all time. But no, I want them so bad now. Like, I want them. Um, if you ever see a game courtside with Kevin Durant, you'll realize that his legs are like Ticonderoga number two pencils. No, yeah. Well, I got a, I got a fresh set right here. I, I know him when I see him. It's crazy. Dude. Yeah, I live with him. I live with skinny legs. So I, I sniped him when I saw him. I was like, dude, he's got skinny legs. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's part of that life. Um, forgot to bring this up, but on this week... Of Josh Giddy blue balling the fuck out of us. I know, I saw it. <laughs> Another one. Another one. Last night. I know. 24, 9, and 9. <laughs> Coming off of a 28, 9, and 11. Dude, and I'm looking at my prize retention, <laughs> and it's 32 and a half greened out. And I was like, oh, he's at 34 combined? Like, he might have it. And I go, and it was 24, 7, and 8. And yeah. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm done with I, this And shit, I knew dude. it was going to finish. Like it's, coming. No, it's coming. No, it's coming. No, it's coming. It's coming. And they're limiting SGA for the rest of the year. I saw that. With his minutes. So that's... Could take away from the assist, though. Huge. I mean, how I mean, that was also huge. Because in my double down of jog out well, that took Giddy assist again with, with us. Um, Dylan Brooks under 20 point games, mm, which could be bad if Jaws out, uh, SGA. Well, he's also out. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. He's out tonight at yeah. least or out last night. Uh, SGA under 10 assist games. So that's big for that oh, because for that, yeah. he had a game with nine assists already, wow. which was very, very sweaty. Um, and then jaw over his average, but it's only 27.3. 
instead of 0.5 like i got it after the goat whale so that's that other entry i'm sweating yeah but we cooked up an entry on our night sweats this one's actually looking great and we got hoed by luca yesterday with the nine rebounds but it's uh tatum 40 balls yeah he got that two and a half he's already at two mm-hmm. huge got it last night Jokic triple doubles which this air. dude's actually a walking triple double it's, it's crazy literally air it's insane i think every game he's had one he's probably at four now halfway there uh and then it's mb 30 balls i think he's hit it every game but one and luca double doubles so that one looks really good was really worried about tatum's 40 balls because he was dropping 18 20 mm. 240 balls back to back so mm. big so big these entries are kind of fun I don't know if you saw this shit on stream last week, but we're talking about the MLB goat whale, which we need to cook up. Here yeah, soon. we're going to cook. We're going to cook. Um, and this whole time I've been, I couldn't decide whether or not I want to put the, put the goat Blake Snell in there. Cause you know, like he's friend of the program. Yeah, you have to. And I'm talking about it on stream, like showing everybody what I'm thinking for the goat whale mm-hmm. and ask chat, like, do I put in Blake Snell? Like, I don't know. And Blake Snell gets in the fucking chat. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> and everyone's like, holy fuck, dude, it's Snell, it's Snell, it's Snell. And I'm like listening to someone's play and I'm looking at chat and I'm like, holy shit, Snell's in here. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, Blake, I need to know, just give me a Y or an N. Do I put you in the goat whale or not? And he just like kept like beating around the bush, obviously like wouldn't give me a straight yeah, up answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I finally got him to say like, I've got a good feeling about it. Let's go. And so I'm like, all right, that's all. No, he's wheeling the deal. That's all I need to hear. Had like four strikeouts in two innings yesterday. I'm like, yeah, he's going. Oh, he's going in. He's he's going in. And they bumped him. That's good. Take the bump. Yeah, no, I I have no choice. Yeah, I mean, you got to. I'm bombing the MLB goat whale. It's going to be electric. Yeah, we'll do that next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, All right, well, this has been another episode from the dojo. We appreciate you guys. Um, Trent, tell them where they can find you. Follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Booker with Trent. Follow the Twitch channel at Booker Sports. Um, and tune into the Surgical Stream every weekday at 1 p.m. Central. You can find me, Mikey, over on every platform other than Instagram. It's michael.j.overs. <laughs> um, this has been another episode. We really appreciate you guys. Make sure you share the pod with a friend. And um, we'll see you next time. We'll be.